Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, BPW number 37, that's Bayez Panini Shir for Women, number 37. They're going to, through this um, great list of a hundred ways to love your wife, to love your husband. It's originally written on to love your wife, and from Shir number 29 onward, for a few Shirim on the men's side, I went through this so that they could do this for their wives, and even though this is written in that direction, almost all of these 100 ways work to love your husband as well. And by reading go through this and looking through this and practicing even one a day, see what works and what you can do, will enhance your marriage greatly. And certainly if both of you are working together, each one on their own side of it, working to do their best to love their spouse in the best way possible, it enhances and transforms the marriage. So on the top of page number 43 on this handout, to give advice in a loving way when he asks for it, very often, many husbands, they will ask your opinion, and or sometimes not, but you give advice, but you do it always in a loving, non-judgmental way. And it's important because usually with most people, they give advice after they're upset about something that their spouse did or didn't do. So they want to give advice, sort of like, it's not really advice, it's more like, I want you to fix this, fix that, because you're doing it wrong. But if you don't approach it that way, but rather approach it in a proactive way, that it's not an agenda coming from you. It's just that it's something that your husband, by following this advice, or at least listening to it, considering it, would make his life more enhanced, more happy. And you're really sincerely out simply to help him. And you do it in a loving way. It's very, very effective. Defending him to others and preferring him over others are very, very important concepts that are connected very much with loyalty. This is very, very important. And especially true when you're with your own family members. It's very often happens that when you're with your own siblings or your own parents or your own family members, that whether in front of your husband or not in front of your husband, they'll be critical of your husband and you need to stay strong and defend them, explain that you don't appreciate being uh, talking about your husband this way and you always look at the good side of things. This doesn't cover up when there are things between you and your husband that requires talking things over, talking things through. We talked about it in many shiurim about it, about the healthy communication of hearing things out when there are differences between the two of you and things that you need to both to work through. That requires a confidential, separate discussions between you and your husband in a loving way, in a calm way, to express to each other what, 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 what those issues are. But to others, you're always, always loyal. There is absolutely zero benefit and almost in all cases harm when you um, allow others to speak negatively of your husband and you let your families do so and they talk to you about it and, and, and you respond back. It's not a healthy thing at all. There are times when there is an issue where you need to get it off your chest or you need to discuss it and you have, you can say, who am I going to discuss it with? I need to. Then that is where you go to 
a Rav that you both look up to, or a coach, or a marriage counselor, an objective professional, that's a different situation. If there is a situation where um, you and your husband are having problems, and it, it, you're trying to work it privately, and it's not working, and you need someone to turn to, the last person, generally speaking, you turn to is your own family members and siblings, or even his. The best first thing to do is to find that objective third-party caring, confidential, either caring, confidential friend, but again, when I say the word friend, it doesn't mean the friend that you go shopping around with or schmooze with. It's a type of a friend that is on a higher level, that is a confidential person, a wise person, sees angles of things. It's a type of friend that is a true friend, meaning they also tell you when you need to correct things because they love you, a real, real friend like that. So maybe in some situations, you could privately say, I'm having this issue. What, where do I go? What do I deal with? So you don't feel alone. And again, with Helchus Lashon Hara, you have to review it. But generally speaking, generally speaking, when you're, you, you, you tried working through things with your husband and it hasn't worked and you're going to a Rav or a professional or an objective outside person or this friend, but again, it has to be a very special and specific that person friend, they must be confidential and it must be letayeles, so then it is a healthy thing. But here we're talking about your friends overall, your family members overall, and just, you know, when they say negative things, and you you must be very strong to block it out and to say and to show clearly you don't appreciate them talking about your husband this way, and you defend them. Each one needs to defend each other. Victor Miller talked about it a lot. I talked about it when I talked to the husbands, defending their wives as well. You know, when their um, parents or siblings say something negative about their wives, they cannot hear it, they cannot tolerate it whatsoever. And in a nice way, figure out the kibbutz of aim aspects, but to be honest, say on the no terms, you say them, you know, tati, mommy, whatever, I love you very much, but I will not hear this anymore. I appreciate if you do not discuss this anymore. I don't want to hear it. Uh, you know, it's a private, it's between, whatever it is, it's, it's my marriage, it's my life. And in a nice way, you tell them to stay out of it. And you defend your husband and your wife. And you protect their integrity, you protect their dignity. And preferring him over others simply means that priorities. You know, you're talking to the phone with a friend um, and, and um, whatever it is, he comes in and he's sitting by the, the supper and you, you have an opportunity to sit with him together and talk and eat together, then you say, sorry, my husband's home, and I need to hang up now, and, and, and that's what you do. It's a healthy thing to do that. If it's a, sometimes you have a, an emergency, sometimes you have something that's pressing, that someone calls, so then you pause the phone, and you explain it to your, to your husband, and you say, you know, this is a particular case that I really just need to deal with. Hopefully it'll just be 15 minutes, and then, and then I'll be able to talk to you. You know, you, 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 you communicate that, you know, you, it's still confidentiality, you know, I have that sometimes with me where wife will want to talk to me and there's a phone call that is pressing and, and, and was expecting for a while. So I just have to make sure to make it my business to get off the hook, excuse me, hold for a minute, go over to my wife and explain, you know, uh, whatever, uh, this is a 
this is a particular phone call that hopefully won't last long, but I have to take this call. You communicate with each other that way when that happens. But when it's not an urgent call and when it's not an emergency to friend or whatever it is, you need to learn how to just simply say sorry or excuse me, I have to go. You could say this, you don't have to say this, but you know, I'm 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 sitting with my with 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 dinner with my husband, or I need to talk to him. He just walked in the my husband walked in the door. I need to talk to him. You don't have to say that to the person you're talking to, but that's the concept. You prefer you make it very clear that he is priority in your life. Next thing is very important, the fourth from the top on page 43, do not expect him to do activities beyond his emotional and physical capabilities. Now, on the husband's side, I stress this very, very much. I explained in the husband's side that physically it's just a matter of, no matter what, the, in the 60s with, with transgender stuff that's going on right now and, and males are females and females are males and males can give birth and males menstruate and and so on, all this ridiculous stuff that is going on these days, but it's not true. Males and females have inherent differences, and one of them is, generally speaking, is males have more um, stamina because they're more physically strong physically, and sometimes in an emotionally also due to hormonal things, and it's a normal, normal thing. And we stressed on the husband's side that they need to understand that sometimes they have this expectation that their wife is superwoman, that she could do beyond what she really can do, whether in the part of the running the house or the juggling partial part-time work or full-time work with running the house or whatever else she does for Shabbos and other things. And he sometimes doesn't is not aware, he doesn't mean to be mean, but he's unaware that you're expecting things that are beyond what he, she is right now capable of based on her emotional state, her physical abilities, and her, you know, her potential. And you need to be caring about that and, and, and understanding about that and lower your expectation to do, you know, to expect only what she is able to do and throw out any unrealistic expectation. But the truth be told that even though it is more, this particular thing, especially on the physical capabilities, is more on the husband to be sensitive when it comes to viewing his wife, it goes the other way around very, very often as well. A wife needs to understand when he, she looks at her husband the same idea, not to expect him beyond his emotional and physical capabilities. This happens, Lamash, I'll give an example, in the early years of marriage, let's say, and he's right now in Kailal. He didn't go out to work yet. And he's learning very hard. And But nevertheless, the wife notices that he takes breaks. He takes breaks to read. He takes breaks to take little naps. He's not lazy. He's diligent about his learning. But she's a little bit disappointed because she reads in these biographies of tzaddikim about how they never wasted a second and they never played, they never relaxed, they never played baseball, they never took walks, they never biked, and they just sit by the safer Yoyma Valayla and she has this aspiration of him to do that, not realizing that he's a, he's a, he's a good person, he's a tzaddik, your husband, he could become great and he is seriously learning, but he does need that break, he does need that space, and also to understand that he won't always have the same cheshik every day. Some days will be harder, some days will be less hard in his ruchniistic uh, um, journey. And to be understanding when he comes home and he needs a little break, 
and he he came home a little early today, and he and he took a little nap, and then because he's extremely tired, and then he goes back to the second seder afterwards, to also have this realistic expectation, and not expect him to go beyond what his emotional or physical capabilities are. The same thing applies very often. A husband is working on his parnasa, doing everything he can. He's trying, but not to have this unrealistic expectation that he could go beyond. Now, sometimes they, let's say husbands, when it comes to work, they do need a little bit of a push. You know, you're capable, you could ask for a raise, you're capable of moving to a different position, a different job. It's complicated, but there are many husbands, and I talk to them, that they have this potential, they could move forward, and they should try to move forward in their financial life as well. But then there are just honest matzavim, where they know they're not capable of that next step or they're not ready for it yet, and it's a true assessment. And the why sometimes are pushing to get that promotion, to work hard, to get that position, and to be a go-getter. And, and, and the, it's not that the husband is lazy and the husband works very hard and is diligent, but he's more cautious you know, about these things. And very often it happens in the work situation is sometimes people get jumped to a promotion level, so it's great, it's beautiful, you get more prestige and you get more money, but sometimes it's they're not ready for it and it's beyond what they can handle. And then it causes a lack of self-confidence and so on and so forth. Even if you want to build them up to beyond what they're potentially capable of now, but what they're, what they're doing now to um, get to a point what they're really capable of, it needs to be in a gradual way with encouragement and so on. And sometimes a wife expects from the husband beyond his capabilities. For example, his her dream, for example, is is for him to let's say even Shabbos afternoon he'll she'll help he'll help with the kids. But when he's not helping with the kids, that he could learn straight through a long Shabbos afternoon. And sometimes he needs he needs a rest and Einik Shabbos and he needs to rest and lay down. You know, it's not to be looked at as a weakness when your husband has limits to his physical capabilities and his emotional capabilities, and to accept just simply him being him, filling the potential of what he could go do, going beyond his comfort zone, adding 1%, 2%, little by little, instead of expecting him to be a totally person of what he's not. And not to do the comparing game of comparing him to this husband and the other husband, and he's, he's a bigger masmid, he's a bigger go-getter, and, and, and so on and so forth. So this is an extremely important thing to think about, that on one hand you could build your husband's potential, encourage him to grow little by little, but not to unrealistically expect him to go beyond what he's truly capable of as the moment, and not to be resentful about it, but to understand it and to be warm about it and emotional, emotionally supportive of him of it. Number five is so, so important, also tefillah. We talked about davening in general for Shalom Bayes, but to daven for your husband, to enjoy the bracha of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is a beautiful, beautiful blessing. You don't always have to tell your husband you're doing this, but to daven for your husband, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, help him be healthy and well. Shower on him brachas. Help him have parnasah berevach, not just for me and my mishpacha, just for his own you know, satisfaction and help him enjoy what he's doing. Help him have it easier as far as Parnas is concerned and help him um, be healthy and well and Yamali Hashem Kalmashalai Sleep by Lataiva. And you daven with that way 
to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, on your husband, showering on him brachas, asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu to shower special blessing on your husband for your husband. You could say separate tefillahs for your overall mishpacha. You could say separate tefillahs and it's important for your own, for the shalom bayis, that, you know, which we talked about and we will talk about, that, that you and him should have a beautiful marriage and work it through 100%. All these things are wonderful. But then take five minutes, 10 minutes to just dive in him for him, that he should be healthy, he should enjoy life, he should be besimcha, that uh, that he should be successful in what he does, he should take pride in what he does, and 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 that Hashem should shower on him, and good health and happiness and peace of mind, and and so on and so forth. It is so liberating. It opens up the heart to to bring out love. And Hashem has tremendous nachas ruach from these type of things. He has tremendous nachas ruach when he hears, HaKadosh Baruch hears a husband praying for his wife this way. We talked about it over there in, in, in the Bayis Panimi men's side. And when they both do it, when the wife is turning to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and asking that Hashem should shower his best brachas on her husband, and at the same time her, his, her husband is talking to Hashem and, Hashem and asking Hashem, please shower your best brachas on my wife, and he hears it both, and it's coming from the sincere place, from a loving place, Hashem has just such nachas ruach from it. And the shrin is more on the husband and wife. And the marriage becomes beautiful and Yitaka become a keli to accept the beautiful brachis that you're asking for and you're getting double and beyond. Mez Hashem, you will see it. The next thing is, and that's the last one for this year, is to take time to notice what he has done for you and your family. And this is something simply of the idea of not taking things for granted. The fact that he works extremely hard at Parnassa, it's not an easy thing. It is very, very rough. He probably doesn't tell you even 10% of, of the difficult challenges that he needs to deal with at the workplace or that he the way he works with the kids or does homework with the kids or takes them to Avisabanim Matzashabasim or, or, or sits with them as they're, before they're going to sleep and tells them a story about a chazal or reads them a book or allows you to take a nap while he takes care of the kids. You go to sleep, I'll take care of the kids. All these little subtle things, even just simply the learning atmosphere in the home. If he opens up a safer and learns, if he is he's going to Shachras and Davening and, and his Birchas Amazin and Zmiras and Shabbos or whatever, every positive thing that your husband does for you personally, for your family and your children overall, to notice it and to appreciate it. Again, it's a two-way street. He needs to do this about to her, you know, for her equally and even more strongly to appreciate what what his wife does for him and what his wife does for the mishpacha and the cooking and the taking care of the children and everything else in between. It is an extremely important thing to notice those taivas, to notice those taivas. And hopefully he learns it the right way, those various forms of intimacy, um, and he tries to practice that with you to appreciate that he's doing that for you and so on and so forth. Bracha